0: I'm life and business coach, Samantha Siffring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome everyone. This is another episode of Online Business Building Mamas, and I have... Three of my awesome clients from Mama to CEO and one of my program coaches, and we are going to be talking about maternity leave. I was talking to someone recently who said that she had heard that moms use kids as an excuse to like not have a business or not like take action in their business and that kind of thing. And ever since I've just been thinking so much about how I don't like that. And how that I think there's so many ways to make it work. And there's so many ways to have babies and children and pregnancies and all of that. And then work with that, obviously very real circumstance and time constraint to build a successful business, to serve your clients, to make money and all of those things. And You know, just because it doesn't necessarily look like the business of somebody who doesn't have any children at all, it doesn't mean it's an excuse. It doesn't mean that it blocks you from having what you want. So I invited everyone here today to talk about all the different choices that they made, all the different ways that they have made it work and what has happened for them and to just show you all of the different options and hopefully open your creativity to finding what works for you if you're in this phase of life as well. So I'm going to go around and have everyone introduce themselves. And first up, Crystal.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, Thank you, Samantha, for having me on. Uh, I am a life coach for BIPOC and white allies who want to heal oppression and liberate their minds. I am a mom of a two and a f- two and a half year old, and expecting my second the end of September. So I both work through trying to manage business and motherhood with the toddler, and then how maternity leave is going to look like as a full time entrepreneur as I left medicine in July of this year. So both ways of how to look at maternity leave as an employee and as a CEO.
2: I love that, Kayla. Hello everyone. Thank you for having me, Samantha. I'm very excited to talk about all of these things. I am a leadership and life coach for um, leaders and managers mostly in the military community. I have my oldest will be five at the end of September. I have a son who's three and a half and my baby just turned one at the beginning of July. So I've done lots of mothering of tiny tiny people and maternity and I've moved a couple of times as well. And so the community um, of mothers here and your guidance, Samantha, has been invaluable with dealing with all of my mind drama around having kids and a business. So I'm very excited to talk about it.
3: Awesome. Thanks. Natalie. Hi, Samantha. Thanks for having me. I am a coach for people, mostly women and people from underrepresented groups who want to get into PhD programs and become leaders. And I have three children. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and I have a three-month old, which I had this past summer. And so, yeah, definitely brought some of that drama to the Mama to CEO community and was really happy to have you guys to support me. Awesome. Shonda? Shonda?
4: Hi, everyone. My name is Shonda, and I am a coach for Gen X women who are looking to meet and marry their soulmate. And yeah, I have a nine month old and a three year old. And so I've been building my business and I started my business when my oldest was just about seven or eight months old and kind of went through this whole maternity thing, maternity leave thing last summer and really was leaning on the mama to CEO community.
0: Yes. Okay. I want to talk about that a little bit because um, the way that you're talking about this, and I know that this is true for all of us, it just sparked something in me that I think that there's a lot of people who start their business after their kids are grown or start their business and have no kids at all, or start their business, build up their business, and then take a maternity leave after they already have a super successful business And the stories that I don't hear as much, except obviously I hear a lot in with my clients because that's the niche that I've created is those of us who are starting our businesses with young children and who are doing both at the same time and really navigating that. So Shonda, I would love if you would share Like for sure, the reason we wanted you on here is a post that you wrote um just kind of like talking about how you made it work what happened in your business throughout that period so i would
4: love to have you share more yeah thank you so you know i think it's been slow and steady has been the name of the game for me and it's been a little bit hard to look around at some of my colleagues right and other people in other coaching communities and see them having these really big giant successes and going for really big numbers and also know that we as mothers have we have a full-time job already like I have like a two full-time jobs with two kids right now you know and so I don't have certainly the amount of time and energy to devote to my business the way that other business owners might during this season that I'm in right and so last year I remember when I got pregnant with my second my oldest was about two And I had been building my business only for one year. And so it felt still so new. It still felt so fragile. And I was starting to like gain a little bit of momentum. And immediately, as soon as I got pregnant, so two things happened. One was that my pregnancies both were really, really difficult. My first two trimesters were filled with really extreme sickness, nausea. Couldn't hardly get out of bed. That created a lot of perinatal depression. So immediately, my business kind of went way, way, way back burner. And I had so much guilt and shame in the beginning about that because I really was like, this is probably it. Like, I'm probably done for, right? That's what my brain wanted to tell me. And I remember coming to, I think it was a Mama to CEO call or maybe it was the Facebook group. And I think it was you, Samantha, who coached me and just basically said, if you had to choose the one like small thing that you wanted to commit to thinking about even if it was just one post a week or a month like let's just choose the the lowest barometer of success for you so that you can start to feel good and as soon as i did that i immediately released so much pressure that i was putting on myself to show up as a mom for my pregnancy and my business and once i released that pressure i was able to really go okay like my only job right now is to do these tiny things in my business and grow a human. Right. And I created a a lot of space in that. And then what ended up happening was uh, throughout all of this space, I kind of started to get a little bit of inspiration to show up a little bit more and show up in new and different ways. Right. And so that was the first big thing that happened for me that I felt was really significant during my pregnancy. And then the next phase was really that because I had created that space, I started to naturally sort of attract some clients. And it felt like I wasn't going for like fully booked, but I felt like I had a good amount of clients that I could handle during my season of pregnancy and having a toddler, right? And that felt so good. And it felt so exciting to have something to look forward to and be working with these women. And then immediately almost after about, you know, a couple months of that, I knew I had this maternity leave looming over my head. I knew it was so important to me that I wanted at least a four month maternity leave because I really feel like 12 weeks just is not enough. And that's sort of, you know, coming from a corporate background, that's what you get from FMLA and that's not even a paid leave, right? But 12 weeks I knew from my first was like, I'm still not sleeping. I'm still in like, you know, milk-stained shirts. Like I can barely think. So how am I going to, you know, I'm not going to go back to work and and hold my, the hands of my clients after 12 weeks. So I started preparing for that maternity leave, knowing in my head, my baby's coming on October 1st. I'm going to basically shut things down in Q4, which felt so scary. And I think I was in the group a few times getting coached around this because I just had so much drama around feeling like, oh my God, I'm shutting the doors to this thing that I just am starting to get momentum in. And I'm so terrified and through, you know, getting coached by you and some of the other peers in the group really kind of was able to access a little bit of a different perspective to feel, even though I had that fear and I was still going to have a level of fear to still also have some possibility about things. And it was so amazing because. I took the leave. I told all of my clients, you know, I'm happy to put you on a wait list. I ended up having two people say, yes, I want to come back with you in January. Obviously not really knowing that that was going to happen for sure. But the way that it worked out, I was really able to shut my business down and give myself that space, which felt so important because I also knew that I might be potentially struggling with postpartum depression because I had with my first and then you know people just started reaching out again i was able to really reach out to my clients again and say i'm coming back on board and you know i really started taking clients in earnest at the end of january beginning of february and by the way side note we moved across the country in march so it was another big kind of chapter for us and a lot of other complexities but within the first you know 3 or 4 months of really coming back into my business without having all of that pressure to grow quickly i was able to get back up to, I think I have 11 or 12 clients right now, you know? So that feels pretty full, fully booked for me, but it, it, you know, it happened from having that space, I believe.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. Like how you said that you were feeling like I've just gotten it to this place and it feels like it's really fragile and like, I'm letting all of that go. And what I love is that it was just right there for you when you were ready to re-engage and you built it right back up. And like, no big deal. Yeah. So I love this as an option. Like, yes, you can completely step away. You can completely turn it off for as much time as you need. And then you can step right back in and it will pick right back up. So I I hope that that feels very expansive for people who feel like, oh, I can't like close my business Or like, if I do close my business, then I'm going to be completely starting over and it's going to be taking so long to get it back up. And what I've seen with you is that you didn't create that drama for yourself. You were just like, Nope, this is what I need. I know myself and I'm going to get right back at it when I'm ready. And it worked. Yeah. So good. Okay. Natalie, let's talk about, I remember for sure. You mentioned having some drama before you had your baby. I, I remember like coaching on that. And then I also know that you shared some wins from
3: your postpartum time. So tell us your story. (laughs) Sure. So we had gone back and forth about having a third, just to be brutally honest. And We were like okay maybe let's try it and then it happened so and part of that discussion was like if we have another child how will this business which is like also a baby of mine how will that work like how will they all coexist and so that was really stressful feeling like almost like you have to pick between one of your children which is not true so i basically went through how do i set this up to operate with me at a very small capacity So I also was pretty nauseous during the first trimester. So definitely didn't work as much. And my choice was to look for outside help. So I pay for a virtual assistant. I also brought someone on to help me do some sales calls. And now I'm training them to actually be like a consultant within my group. So that's kind of the approach that I took that made me feel good because my business is kind of cyclical with the academic application cycle so completely closing it, you know, when people are having a need is tough, and it actually is working really well. so we're growing. Oh. And so the first month I had my child, which was May, I was off like completely and I still had a 5k month, which is a big win for me. Like I'm not at those huge numbers yet, yet. And I've continued to go up. So it's not like, it's not like that's my ceiling and I'm just continuing to figure out more ways to make it work for me and my family.
0: This is so good. I I love just like, and this is why I wanted this to happen is that you all have done such different things. And I love that we're able to show that. So did you feel like you had worries when you were hiring people, when you were bringing them on? Cause like the story now is, it feels like it worked. It was amazing. But how did it feel in the moment
3: when you were like, this is my solution? Hmm. It honestly felt like natural. It felt like these are my constraints. Like how am I solving for these constraints? Like I can't make more of me. So I didn't go down the path of like, is this, the, you know, is this the exact right person? I was like, this is a person that I feel really good with that I'm going to try. And like the worst case scenario is it doesn't work out, but I wanted to try and I'm sure I will have to keep, you know, hiring and, and, and more and more. So it's not, it's not done, but it's going well.
0: Yeah. So good love that you put so much intention into all of it. And it's just been so fun watching you. And something that I think like all of you have in common is so much like tapping into the community in Mama to CEO. Like the reason we even knew to bring you on is that you shared these things in the group. You got coached on them. You shared the wins, all of that and i think that that is such an important piece of this is just being around other people who are going through the same thing or have been through the same thing
3: one of the bigger coaching points it was i still have this crazy high expectation that i should like double my business while having a baby and <laughs> you know working my other full-time job and you know the the coaching was just like is is that really true like is that you know, how are you going to feel if you do or you don't? And me just like giving myself a break, like, yeah, that's, that's a very tall ask and I'm going to shoot for it, but I'm going to give myself a break, which also feels good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that a lot of times we tend to, and Chandra mentioned this too, I think we tend to look at people who aren't having babies, maybe don't even have kids at all and see their progression of business and then have the expectation that that is the pace we need to have. And that's like the right way to do the growth. And it truly isn't like you made another human. (laughs) and that is extremely productive behavior that is like a lot of creation that you've been doing and like you know even keeping your business steady during that time feels like an unbelievable win and um like triumph and like so much accomplished so i think it's so good to be around other people that get that and that will like acknowledge that and celebrate you for that. Really good. Um, Okay. Kayla, let's talk about
2: your story. I feel like I'm somewhere in between Natalie and Shonda. It's like, I, I had some like post schedules and email schedules. Like I scheduled some stuff out ahead of time before the baby was born, but also at like 33 weeks, we moved from California to Maryland and that was Unexpected, like we found out that was happening in January. and it was all kind of last minute as far as I would have liked to do. it have been. So I had to give myself a lot of grace, kind of like what the other women have already talked about, and that it's ok if this is my growth is slower than I know that I'm capable of in my head. That's been actually a huge thing that I've been working on, even just in the last couple of months now. but and it's ok that if I like step away for a little bit, and I had all this drama about, like pausing my clients for, cause I knew that I wanted to do a solid two months of like fully off after the baby had come because even the month leading up to, or the two months really leading up to when he was born, we, my, my husband was deployed. He like got home. We literally like moved like two weeks later and then we moved across the country and we had to like reestablish, you know, all the things that come with that. So it had really been more like four months that I had been very low key working, I guess. And I had to just really allow that to be okay. And I had a lot of people reminding me that it is in fact, okay. And that I don't have to be on this like crazy growth trajectory. And I don't have to like everything that's been said, right. I don't have to double and triple every year and I don't have to have it all perfectly figured out because what does that even look like? And then I had a lot of drama about, you know, go trying to get back to work with, you know, with the newborn and with the baby and all that. And so Samantha, at one point, I'm pretty sure it was you who told me like, Your kids don't want to be the reason that you don't go after your dreams. And that has like, that's probably the best thing that I've ever heard in my my life, because I keep reminding myself of that. I'm like, this is good for me and it's good for them. And I've been able to find that balance. And sometimes it's messy. And sometimes a lot of the times it's messy and it doesn't always look the way that I would have thought it would have, you know, five years ago. And that's okay. And so there's been a lot of room for grace that I have to work very intentionally on, and I actually found one of my very best friends now, I met through in the mom of the CEO group and we talk all the time and she's does a really good job of reminding me like, Hey, like all of these things you're doing, like you made a human, you moved, like you've signed five clients, like, blah, blah, like and I'm like, okay, you're right. And I think sometimes we, especially as moms like get wrapped up in like, this is just what we're supposed to do. And so it's not anything crazy. Like, it's just supposed to be like the normal humdrum and like, we should be able to do more. And when you sit down and like think about what we actually are accomplishing, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is kind of a big deal. Like I'm doing a lot, like it's fine. This is, this is more than enough and it doesn't have to be this perfectly crazy thing all the time. Another really big thing that I kind of came, when I came back from my maternity leave, from my business was there was another woman who you were coaching in the group. And I don't remember her name for the life of me now, but she was, it was right before that she was about to have her baby. And she mentioned using like just coaching in like a different medium, right? Like I was just so focused on like, I have to meet with my clients one-on-one in on zoom every week. And I was like, how am I going to do that with a newborn without the schedule? Like I have the time, but I can't schedule it ahead of time. And she mentioned using like Voxer or Marco Polo or something like that. And I was like, that's brilliant. And so from September through January, I coached all my clients on Marco Polo and they loved it and I loved it and it was great and it was perfect. And I've since then, now that I've got more reliable nap schedule and all that, I've gone back to the traditional Zoom format. But at first I was like, oh, this will work for me, but it's not going to be good for them. And I worked through all that. And it several of my clients actually preferred that for a while because of the flexibility. And they could they could, you know, as soon as they had stuff come up, they were able to send me a message. So just having other, like the community to show us that we can do it different ways. it's like stuff that you wouldn't even think of. Like I never would have even, I didn't even know Marco Polo existed until I heard Mm -hmm. her mention that. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. This can solve my problem. So having, like I said, just like the examples and that flexibility was super helpful. And then just the reminder that this is not a problem and we can work through it and it doesn't have to be one or the other. Just, I like constantly need that reminder. I'm always looking at posts and like listening to the coaching replay you know, listen to the coaching calls for just like that reminder that it's, it's all, it's all okay. And I don't need to be comparing myself to people who don't have and who are not doing all these other things that I've got like circumstantially going on in my life. So yeah, that's even people
0: who have so kids invaluable. who aren't like having a newborn right now, like right? me, right? Like I don't have a newborn right now. My life looks different because of that. And like when you have a newborn comparing your circumstances and like results and all of that to mine is not fair and I will even tell you that and it's still I think our tendency to kind of have that mentality about it and I think I think that there's like a very all or nothing kind of approach like you either like believe that you can't do it at all and you you know have to put your dreams on hold and all of that. Or it's like, you know, being a mother, having a newborn, having a baby, all of that, it shouldn't impact you at all. It shouldn't influence your business at all. Like that feels like a lot of pressure too, especially, you know, like with Shonda, she just straight up wanted to take time off. And like, it's okay if that impacts your business, but it doesn't have to impact it long-term. And I think that that is, The really important message to know is that, you know, this doesn't have to be something that is hurting the business, even if there's a season of
2: messiness or off time or all of the above. I think too, that when we're in it, like four months or six months seems like an eternity, but when you zoom out to like a couple of, even just a couple of years, you're like, oh no, this is, it's really just like a little blip. And so it doesn't, you know, when you zoom out a little bit, it doesn't seem so heavy. And I also, I had a similar experience as Sean is like, when I actually gave myself permission to like, really just shut, shut it off for several weeks. It was like a couple of months, like, I was surprised at how many good idea fairies I had. And I was like constantly like making notes on my phone, you know, like nursing at two in the morning or whatever, because I'm like, oh, this is such a good idea. And it wasn't, I wasn't like working. So it wasn't heavy, but it was like very just like flowing and free and light and like inspiring because I finally gave my brain some rest and I had like all of these brilliant ideas. So that was super fun. I was not expecting that at all that's such a good point. I think that's good for
0: anybody, like even people who are not on maternity leave. So important to give yourself that time. And I do think like if you would have had the pressure of I have to keep creating, I have to keep putting things out there, you wouldn't have had those ideas. You would have had stress and like just like a wasteland in your mind of no ideas because that's what happens when we have a lot of pressure. And when you didn't put that pressure on yourself. Your mind could kind of wander and explore and come up with fun ideas for you to to use once you came back. So good. 100%.
2: All
0: right, Crystal, your story is a little different. I feel like there's like a lot of facets of it. So, you have your own business, you're a contractor in my business. We've been planning for you to step away for a bit. You're in the preparation phase but you've also been through a maternity leave as an employee for your first child. So tell us all the things. So
1: there's a lot of thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the biggest lesson for me and tying it to how maternity leave is going to look like the second round is like this year has all about been learning how to give myself grace and more of the embodiment piece and listening to myself and really because of my work, I'm always questioning like patriarchy and the white supremacy and things like that. And especially representing a woman of color, how that looks like to learn how to rest, to actually learn how to relax, to learn how to um, give yourself authentic grace. And so tying that all in and really acknowledging that the 12-week maternity leave is like completely made up and (laughs) not not real, it's just some some guy thought that that was an appropriate, quote, appropriate amount of time to come back to work and then be fully operational. So contrasting it to how it looked the first round, I mean, my first maternity leave, I was, I'm a, I was a pediatric critical care physician and was in a long distance marriage. I chose to breastfeed and I was taking my MBA online while working full time. And so it was a lot and I learned how not to have it look like so coming this round, I actually feel like I'm remixing it. I don't like giving myself, well, I'm going to give myself this amount of time. I actually feel like I'm going to check in with myself at, um, at maybe like around the 10, 10 week break, depending on how it looks. Cause each baby is different. Each pregnancy is different. Um, delivery might be different. So just giving myself how that looks like giving myself grace and I'm allowed to listen to my body and myself and my business is an extension of me. And because of what I'm representing on the bigger scale, it's very important for me to be authentic with that. So acknowledging that I'm checking in, I'm doing what I can, controlling all the circumstances that I can in my business. But at the same time, acknowledging that I do really just want to check in with myself at maybe like the 8, 10 week mark, see how I'm feeling. I mean, I have a very suspicious feeling i'm gonna miss my business because i just i i love it so much so doing it in a way that i don't have to be on and off i can do an in-between i can change my mind i can i can be at uh, one of my values as being an in integrity and being transparent i could acknowledge to my community like this is my plan i'm i'm building up my wait list right now this is what's gonna happen and if i change my mind then that's okay too
0: yeah that's so good And I think I'm right there with you that I would miss it. (laughs) And I think I'd have like the period where it's like, okay, I'm actually in the like hardcore physical recovery, sleep deprivation, hormone roller coaster, like all of those things. And then once I started to get out of that haze, I think I would probably have a hard time not partially stepping back in.
1: Yeah. I, I just, because I mean, I left medicine to do this. So it's been so fulfilling and just full of sufficiency. And I feel like this business has enabled me to be a better mother because I just feel so fulfilled. And I know you, You're, I mean, you're a fan of Brooke Castillo. So I know one of the things she had said was that she remembers she was working a lot and she was always on the computer, but whenever her kids approached her, she would just close the computer and like give her full attention. And I feel like I just connected with that. Like I, I, I put in a lot of effort in my business, but whenever my kids need me, my, whenever my daughter needs me, I'm like full attention to her. And it's just, it's just showing up in a way. I just, I feel like I'm just showing up completely different before than I am now because of that sufficiency and fulfillment. Like it's, it's about, me and her, not just her.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I really like that. Like me and her, me and them, like thinking about the kids. I had not heard that computer closing story before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm so different than that. Cause I'm very much like I'm working right now and this is my job. And, and then we have our time after I'm done with this. I do think at past periods of their lives probably that would be really different though when it's a much younger child who's like I don't know what that means (laughs) so I think part of it too is like that responsiveness to the different phases of parenting and all of that
1: yeah and I think that ties into like what season of motherhood Mm -hmm. you're in Mm -hmm. and defining that for yourself like one of the biggest things for me is like I'm defining what motherhood Means to me, and what I think quote it's supposed to look like, and what I think is doing a great and sufficient job, and that might look different than someone else. Like I'm pro daycare, so I send my daughter. So right now she's in Spanish immersion school, so because I want her to know Spanish. So her going to daycare has really been able to help me have time for my business. And some people will disagree with that. I was like, oh, at this time you should spend time with your Your kids and blah, blah, blah. But like, that's how I'm defining it because I know that this business allows me to be a better person and a better mother and and giving myself that space that within my my motherhood definition includes extending help. So it's and also defining what season you're in and how, and obviously it looks different depending on their age because they're either they can feed themselves or they can't, things like that. So it's like just giving yourself grace for whatever season you're in and define it for yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that goes a lot back to that patriarchy conversation that I think is so much, there's one right way to do it and you have to like fall in line with the right way. When really, I think it's, it can be so many ways, like the right way for you can be so different. And I think that is the thing that's easy to see on this conversation that everyone's done it differently. And it all works. And a big part of it is really like, of course, crafting a plan, but then checking in with yourself as you're going through that plan, checking in with the reality of your life. Cause we all have an idea of how it's going to go. Like, you know, a birth plan, we have an idea of how we want it to go. And nature may have a different idea about how it's going to go. And it's so important to have both like have the intentionality up front and then have the flexibility and the gentleness towards yourself as you're implementing to respond to what comes up. All right. Anybody have anything else that they want to share on this topic to the people listening? Yeah, Shonda.
4: I do. So I was just thinking as everyone was talking about this because I think, you know, a couple of the women mentioned the same feelings that I had about kind of stepping away and what would that mean? And we're in this critical phase where we're really building the momentum. We're, we're really starting to like build our business and it feels scary. And what really occurred to me was that, you know, that was the whole reason why I wanted a business in the first place, right? So that I could define freedom and flexibility on my own terms. So to then use that against myself, that business that I had created to say, well, I don't know if we can really step away for this four month maternity leave because, you know, what does that mean for the future of our business? Just doesn't, it doesn't track, right? It doesn't line up. Like that's why we want this, isn't it? On some level.
0: Yes, that is so good. Like, I'm so glad that you said that. That is why we all do this. And I think that this is really like normal that we all have the reasons like that, that we get into business. And then we bring so much of the like very typical like employee mentality or patriarchal mentality, all of that to how we show up in our business. It's like, I, I got into this for the freedom and what I brought into it is restraints on freedom. And I hope that this conversation is helping people see it in other ways because you get to make it whatever you want it to be. And it all works. Like I always think we get to decide the business that we want to have. And then it is literally our job to figure out how to make that happen. and. That is why I have the business I have to partner
3: with you to help you figure that out. Yeah, Natalie. I know we've been talking a lot about young children, but so people have like said to me, well, why don't you just wait to do your business till your kids are older? Like Mm -hmm. this, this time is crazy. Like this time is too much. And so something I kind of, my clients, when they have similar thoughts, is like, oh, I can't do it now, is like, there's never a good time. So basically I can't do it now. Cause my kids are babies. I can't do it when they're in school. Cause it'll be too crazy. Soccer band, whatever. I can't do it when they're leaving for college. Cause they're going to leave me. And I need to soak up this time. Like I can't do it later when they're getting married. Cause I need to support them. Like there would never be a time. So if there's never a good time, there's never a bad time is the yeah. way I approach it. I
0: agree so much. Like there is totally never a good time. And And we can make it work now. And I think it's such a like gift for our kids to grow up seeing us do something that really lights us up and is like our fullest expression. And for us to have a passion outside of them, (laughs) Kayla, did you have something?
2: Yes. One, I just wanted to say Shonda, what you were saying about like, you get into it for the freedom and then you're putting these restrictions on yourself. Like a million percent. Yes. And I've gone through that, like a thought cycle several times in my head and then exactly what Natalie was just saying too. So I just wanted to agree with that. But one of the things that I wanted to offer, um, is that we just found out this is not specifically to like newborn, but I think it will be helpful. It's very applicable. Um, we just found out that we're moving again in the spring, which is unplanned and we were not supposed to, and it's wonderful and amazing. And like, like the pinnacle of my husband's career. And I'm so proud of him. And my kind of first thought for me was like, okay, now I've got, you know, it's just, I can, we've done this. I know how to do it. It's not a problem, but I'm like, this is just time and energy that I would prefer to not spend and that like re-establishing our lives instead. So I would like prefer that to be on autopilot. So I can put that time and energy like into my business and have it like not take away from my kids or like other areas. And I finally realized after the last couple of weeks of drama, because we like just found out, I was like, you know what, if this means that again, like, cause I don't have to stop completely. And I think this, again, this could be like applied to like having a newborn or like small kids too. I don't have to stop completely. I'm I've readjusted what my fully booked is going to look like for the next eight months, just because I've got, you know, more things I need to deal with and all that stuff. And so I've adjusted my goals a little bit that I feel really good about. And if, if him getting literally what he's been working for, for, you know, almost 20 years and kind of like finish his military career out, like the way that he wants to and the way that he deserves to, if that means that I grow a little bit slower than I know that I'm capable of, or that I thought I was going to over the next couple of years, I'm totally okay with that. And I actually feel really good about it. And like the thought right behind that was I could, I could stay full throttle for me if I wanted to. But I don't have to do that. And that's just going to like cause a bunch of extra pressure and drama that I know that I will have to work through. So I was like, why don't I reassess a little bit with this brand new information that I didn't have even a month ago and kind of recalibrate what I think the next year is going to look like for me and work towards that. So I don't have this like pressure and stress and like, I have to do all of the things right now. And then if that, if that, you know, the year ends or in like the next, you know, 12 months as it, as I go, if I end up exceeding my new goal. That's fantastic. That's icing on the cake, but I'm going to be doing it from so much, just like cleaner, better energy. That's going to have me showing up better, in my business better for my family, everything, instead of this like crazy extra pressure. And I feel like that could be the same as like, if I found out I was pregnant again. Right. It's like, Oh, like not what I planned right now. Cause our, our plan is to be done with <laughs> kids. So it's like, but like, you know, always a possibility. Cause I'm still at that age. So it's I think it comes it back again to so much just like having grace for ourselves and being willing to adjust the plan that we thought we had, like you said, like with the birth plan. like we think it's going to go one day one way, and nature has its own plan for us. And so being willing to have that grace for ourselves and not pushing us to the point where it's almost too much and in, in the sake of like, I know what I'm capable of, like I know I can do this, like I want to get there faster. Because again like what I said earlier like when you zoom out I'm like 20 years from now one year is going to be nothing. I'm like I'm I'm here for the long haul, so why don't I just like take the the pressure off a little bit and enjoy the ride more? So it's it's just better for everybody in that sense.
0: Yeah. I really like that perspective too. I think that in the business space, you know, even among female business owners, There is so much of our worth and identity and self-concept tied up in how much we're making and how fast we're growing instead of just seeing like, we are all people who are making thousands of dollars plus at home doing something we love. like We have monetized our passions and our skills and we put it into the world and people say yes and give us money. And that feels like the most magical thing ever. And we're able to be as flexible as we want to be, and be in complete control over how much revenue we're receiving, how much work we're doing, to make it the right balance for our current phase of life. Like that is just the most miraculous seeming thing to me ever. And I I said, that's just like there isn't a rush. Like you don't have something to prove. And I think that that is really like what i want everybody to know like there's nothing to prove there's nothing there's no like worth or enoughness to earn like it's really just about what is the thing you want and let's make that so good well thank you all so much for joining me i appreciate your time and your wisdom and sharing your stories so much i think this is going to really inspire a lot of people. I think there's so many like gems and like brilliant ideas in this. So thank you all so much for taking this time to share. All right, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you, And there's the consistent income you want to make in your business, and I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O dot com.